Welcome to today's episode of Empowered, a perfectionist guide to imperfection, hosted by me, Miranda Lee. It's time to take back control of our lives, and it's time to write our own story. Remember, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Let's dive in. Hey, my friends. Welcome back. So today I talk with Natasha, who's a non-diet nutritionist who loves to help women ditch diets, love their bodies, and find movement that brings them joy. So we're going to be talking today about body image and how to truly love yourself and just everything anti-diet. I absolutely love it. I think you're going to like it. So let's get started. Well, hi, Natasha. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. It's my pleasure. Hello. Thank you. So introduce yourself. Um, Tell my listeners what you do and your story. Awesome. So I am a non-diet nutritionist. I am based in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And right now I'm currently working as a nutrition coach. And I have a private practice where I help women that are going through disordered eating and would like some help with healing their relationship with food and fitness and body image. And so that's what I do. I love it. And I also use my Instagram to meet new people and start conversations there as well. And that is my free content. So what is your story um, with food? What's your story with your relationship with food? How has that changed and, you know, got you where you are today? Because I'm sure you know, your past has shaped your your passion for wanting to help others. So it actually all starts back in Africa. (laughs) I moved to Canada when I was eight years old. And so when I was back home, I saw a lot of women with different body uh, shapes. There was a bit more variety than here. And so I never really thought much about larger bodies. And it was only once I moved here that I started realizing the Western standard of beauty and just how far away that I am from it because I'm a black woman in a larger body. I'm not a slim person in a white body. And so that was a little bit traumatizing at some point because I was like, what am I gonna do? I can't fit in here. But I figured that even though I can't change my skin color, I can manipulate the size of my body. And so growing up, I just always really wanted to change my body so much. And it came to a point towards the end of high school where I really liked this guy. (laughs) And he told me that if I was to lose just 50 pounds, then I could be attractive enough to date. And so I know instead of- Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's horrible. Um, So instead of thinking, oh, that's horrible, maybe this isn't a good partner for me, I was thinking, wow, this is so caring of him. He just cares about my health. I'm going to do this. I can be attractive for him. And so the journey uh, began. I went on a journey to lose 50 pounds in three months. And so many people congratulated me. There was just so much excitement and buzz. I definitely got a lot more attention. I felt more attractive as well. And it's just so unfortunate that it took me being in a smaller body. And I wasn't even like small, I was just smaller and my life improved 
so much. And so it's just so disturbing because I wasn't being healthy. I was over exercising six days a week, sometimes twice a day. I was severely under eating and it just wasn't actually a way of living. It wasn't sustainable. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned throughout that whole process. Like diets do not work and they are not sustainable at all because within like the next four years, I ended up gaining a hundred pounds back. So I had lost 50 and then gained a hundred. And so that was even more traumatizing than before because at this point I was in nutrition and I was working towards helping other people lose weight because I thought that's what it was all about. And that was actually my intention going into nutrition. I wanted to help people lose weight. So um, after gaining all of that weight and getting so depressed, I ended up going to see a dietitian because I was thinking, let's see if this person can help me. Like if I'm supposed to help people one day, I need to see if this person can help me. And so I went to her and I told her my story. I told her I wanted to lose the weight again. And, you know, she never judged me once. She was so kind and compassionate, but she suggested that maybe I can try a new lens of looking at health since diets haven't seemed to work. And she asked me if I was interested in that. And so that was my first introduction to intuitive eating and health at every size. And it just blew my mind because I had never heard of these principles before ever. And that's when I ended up going on Instagram and just sharing my healing journey with everyone until I eventually became a coach. Wow. So that's my story. <laughs> that's an amazing story. And it's so crazy. Like, like what you said, the, the culture difference. You know, like in Africa, it, no one associated being skinny with beauty. And that's why I think we need to really remember that, like, we aren't the problem. You know, it's yes. society and the people and the people around us, because you are the same person in Africa than you are in Canada. But it's yet yeah, it's how people viewed you that mm -hmm. that was different. Man, that's yeah, that's crazy. And it's like we think society is right. and it's not. And I just love the whole, you know, anti-diet movement that you just, that you stand for. So why do you think everyone should be anti-diet? I think everyone should be anti-diet because we don't realize how much of life that we actually miss out on when we're dieting. Because when we're dieting, we don't have enough energy to do all the things we love to do. We don't feel motivated to try out activities that we want to do. And we just feel awful in our bodies. And it's all because of this diet culture that's around us. And so I just wish that we would all realize that health matters more than appearance. It matters more than thinness and shape. and we all deserve to be able to pursue actual health, which should come guilt-free and shame-free, not the way it is right now. So that's why we should all be diet-free. I love that. that. That's so true. And it's just, it's so sad that in today's society that like when we balance the pros and cons, we think that being skinny and, um, you know, going through all the miserable life that comes with dieting is, is more important than like 
enjoying enjoying life and enjoying the things you do like imagine going on a trip with your family and going to like a world famous restaurant and you order a salad like you didn't get it enjoy that experience because exactly. you're so focused on your weight like why do we decide that that's what's more important it's crazy to me it is i guess it's just all part of us being humans and wanting to be accepted by each other so bad that we're all willing to go so far and really hurt our health mentally and physically just to get that from others we don't even realize that everyone else is also trying to impress us yeah and then our happiness is you know what what has to suffer and like, we think that our body size and how we look is like going to make other people happy for like, it just, it's just crazy how culture and society has, has shaped us. And like, you can't, man, you can't achieve happiness with just focusing on how you are on how you are physically. So what is, what have you learned and stuff from letting go of dieting? What have, what has it taught you? So the main thing that dieting has taught me, like I mentioned earlier, was just that diets don't work. When I started reading more into it and looking at the literature, I was so shocked to find out that 95% of dieters will regain all the weight that they lost within five years. And two thirds of those people will gain even more weight than they lost. And I saw myself right in those statistics because I experienced that. And I just realized how incredible our bodies are because as I learned more about my metabolism and how that works, I realized that when my body was not trying to stay at a weight that I was forcing it to stay at, it was actually a protective mechanism. And when I gained even more weight, that was just because my body was trying to protect me in the event that I ever had to go through a diet again, because our bodies can't tell whether we're dieting by choice or whether we're in a famine or a starvation mode. So letting go of dieting really opened my mind to learning the real facts about dieting and then also learning the actual truth about health and that it has nothing to do with size and we should really just focus on having fun with it. Yeah, and, and everyone's body's different. Like it's crazy that like we look at people on a magazine and we think we all need to be that size when, first of all, that person probably isn't even that size. And something, yeah. my, it's something my mom tells me all the time. She's like, we look at people like, like let's say JLo or like Jennifer Aniston who like they're 50 with this amazing body. And it's like, that is their life though. Like their job is to look good. You know, like that's their entire life. And you know, what? I, don't, I mean, I don't know them personally. So I obviously don't know if they have a healthy relationship with, with food or not, but it's like, that's not our job. Our, our, that's, that's not our job. And we're not over here on magazine covers. Like these people have to train for hours a day, every day they have, they have new nutritionists and, and, um, chefs, all these, making their meals. And, you know, imagine how much money they spend on just making sure they look a certain way. And then we're over here, like just normal people making an average salary, comparing ourselves these millionaires who are 
paying private chefs and nutritionists and, and their own personal trainers and they have their own personal gym. And we're just like, I don't look like that person. Well, no. I mean, if you had like maybe a couple extra million dollars to spend, maybe you would, but they're, who knows if they're even happy. I totally agree with you. And I always say that too, when it comes to celebrities, the grass is definitely greener on the other side because we all look to them. We're so impressed. We compare our bodies to them and wish we looked like them, like what you're saying. But really it's their full-time job to look good. And that's hard. That's really difficult. And as regular people, which there's nothing wrong with not having that being your full-time job, we need more compassion for ourselves because there's no point in comparing. Yeah, I don't think I'd even want that to be my full-time job. <laughs> that sounds hard. Like that gives you no no wiggle room and like you see different celebrities who, you know, do struggle with their weight and imagine having like millions and millions of people just like that's what they're looking at you for and it's like, "Oh, she gained a little bit or she's wearing something unflattering, like gonna say mean things on the internet." Like that must be so hard and like that's not a life I'd I'd choose to live Mm -hmm. yeah same I don't wish that for anyone it's so unfortunate yeah and I think a lot of it does have to do with um like your relationship with food has a lot to do with just your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other things in your life so in in your opinion why do you think um like people have to start healing their relationship with themselves in order to heal their relationship with food So basically, our bodies are our homes. And so it's not just about the physical part. The mental component is also really, really important. So as we're trying to heal our bodies and the way we see them when we look in the mirror and the ways we choose to move them, we need to first make sure that inside we are feeling right. So we need to be tapping into those hunger and fullness scales again we need to regain trust in our bodies and start to reject all of those external diet rules and all the ways that have shifted the way we look at ourselves that are not even coming from us so first we really need to see what we are about and rediscover ourselves and figure out from there how we can start to love our bodies and show self-care and find movement that we enjoy yeah. And like fitness and nutrition just isn't a one size fits all. It's something I say, you know, all the time. And I think it's just funny that through all these years of diet culture, how all these new diets have been coming out. And obviously if one worked, we wouldn't be coming out with new diets. Like there wouldn't always be a new diet. So it's just crazy that people think there's just, you know, this magical, magical answer like this magical pill that we can take to to be skinny be thin have our dream body and all that stuff and I mean what did people do back in the day when they were hungry they ate and when they weren't hungry they didn't eat so I just don't see how it's so why culture and society has made it so complicated just eating if you're hungry, eat, <laughs> you know, people think they have to track calories and, you know, record how many carbs they eat or take away certain food groups and, and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. Cause that's not how it used to be, but they also didn't have those problems back then. 
you know, people back in the day, hunter gatherers, they weren't caring about their weight. <laughs> they were eating for fuel. Exactly how it should be. I always imagine that if they were looking at the way that we eat now, considering the food availability on this side of the world anyways, they would be so shocked. I think that they would be shocked and disturbed that we all choose to go through famines and starvation just because we don't like the way our bodies look. They're probably thinking um, it's about the function. <laughs> what can your body do? That's like, we need to survive. It's not about what you look like. Your body's not a decoration. Ooh, I like that. Your body's not, not a decoration. It's, it's so true. And there's just so much, so much more. Like, I know you say a lot that f like, you don't like saying food is fuel. Um, but I kind of think of it a little different. Like food is fuel because sometimes you're fueling your body and sometimes you know, you're fueling like these, these relationships you're with, or, or you're fueling like your mental health, you know, like you're fueling your soul. Like there's so much than just nutrients and nourishment and nutrition because food goes beyond that. Cause it is something that people, you know, gather around the table. Like, why do you think all these like Thanksgiving or Christmas or new year's, all these things, it's when family gathers around the table and enjoys a meal together. So obviously it's a little more than just fueling your body nutritionally. Exactly. I totally agree with you. I don't agree with the way diet culture has put it saying food is fuel because the way the context that they put it in is like, it doesn't have to be enjoyable. It's not about the taste. It's about none of that. It's just about the nutrients and it's done. So with what you're saying about it being fuel and a source of pleasure and joy, I totally agree with you right there. Yeah, it's just crazy thinking back to like my own personal diet days. And, um, you know, I like I love food. And like now I consider myself a foodie. I love trying new food and trying new restaurants and stuff. And it's like I think about it back then when I was just always dieting. And it's like I wouldn't allow I wouldn't allow that. I thought something was wrong with me for wanting to enjoy food. And it's like there's nothing wrong with me. That's a great way like to enjoy, to enjoy life. Like I love trying new restaurants and why would I take that away from myself if it's something that I enjoy? Exactly. Exactly. Hey guys, quick break just to hear a word from our sponsors. Oh wait, that's me. I'm my own sponsor. So Hey, if you guys are struggling with, you know, body image or your relationship with food or even just your relationship with yourself, remember, I do health and lifestyle coaching online. So no matter where you are, I am here to help you. If you want to see if we are a good fit, you can reach out to me or click the link in my Instagram bio to sign up for a free discovery call. I really want to help people so they don't have to go through the years and years of dieting and self-hatred that I had to go through to finally find this true peace and happiness that I have with myself. I promise you it is so worth it. So if you are interested, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at thisismirandalee or shoot me an email. My email is thisismirandalee at gmail.com. Or if you know me personally, you can just shoot me a text or a Facebook message. All right, you guys, let's get back to the show. So how was your journey um, with 
with exercise changed over the years. And I know a lot of people, they think exercise is more punishment for what they've eaten when I think exercise should be a celebration of what they do. I know you do Zumba and you're, you're all about that. So, so tell me how your mindset has changed with exercise. Well, I feel like my mindset around exercise has really changed in the sense that I totally let go of any of the expectations that society has told us about what real exercise is and what doesn't count. And I've just kind of made it my own thing. And I realized that that's the key to consistency because movement doesn't have to be so difficult. It doesn't have to be torture. But when we all think about exercise, most people don't have good feelings about it. But I always like try to tell people, it doesn't just have to be in the gym. Find whatever sparks your soul because like, it's natural for our bodies to want to move. It feels good. Just find something that works for you. And so that's kind of what happened in my journey because I rediscovered that I really love dancing. And then it led me to join a Zumba class at my gym. And the instructor was actually someone that resonated with me a lot because she was not in a small body. Her body wasn't as large as me, but she was so confident and she did not look like a typical typical instructor. And so it was really inspiring. And I ended up going multiple times a week and it wasn't something that I had planned to do. It was just something that naturally happened because of how much I enjoyed it. Gradually, I just became more active. And which led me at the end of the day to want to become a Zumba instructor as well, which ended up making me want to be a Zumba instructor as well. And that's what really led me to get into this space and promote enjoyable movement so much. I know how much of a difference it can make in people's lives. And I want to spread that with everyone. I love that you call it enjoyable movement because it's it's so true. People do like associate the word exercise with something negative. And it's like, find what you like and, and do it. You know, like I enjoy going into the gym and lifting weights because I like to compete in powerlifting. Right now I'm actually training for a strongman competition, but I know like, like you enjoy like the more dancing and Zumba. And for me to tell you how you should be working out or for you to tell me how I should be working out, like every, it's so personable. And I think people need to give themselves permission to kind of experiment and find and find what they like, you know, like, like you just tried a Zumba class and now it's your favorite thing. If you go out and try something and you realize you don't like it, like, that's so fine. Go out and try mm -hmm. something else. You know, I know people who love hiking. I do not enjoy hiking. That is, for some reason, hiking makes me feel so out of shape. I'm like, I've ran a marathon, but I can't hike a two-mile trail. I'm like, <gasps> but some people enjoy that. And that's so awesome. Like, just find what works for you. Preach. That is so, so true. Yeah, people need to stop thinking there's, like, a, a magic answer with exercise as well. You know, I've had people ask me, oh, do you like what cardio should I do? Should I do the treadmill? Should I do the elliptical? Like which one burns more calories? I'm like, I don't know which one do you enjoy and which one will you actually do every day? Because sprinting 10 miles on the treadmill, you'll burn more calories, but I promise you only do it once <laughs> and then you'll never do it. 
like find what find what you enjoy exercise should be a celebration of what your body can do not a punishment for what you ate and I think that's something people it also has to do with your relationship with yourself and it should be something that people should be trying to figure out just like you and I did exactly it's a really personal journey and I really like what you said earlier about how we can't judge each other for the movement that we choose to enjoy it just doesn't make sense we're all so different and that's okay it's beautiful it is different and beautiful and I love that I know especially with diet culture and and all that people think that they can hate themselves into loving themselves which makes no sense because hate doesn't lead to change. I feel love leads to change. So why do you think we should start loving ourselves right now? Like right the second, no matter what we look like, how we feel, why should we start loving ourselves right now? We deserve to love ourselves just as being human beings that are alive and breathing by default means that we are worthy and we're deserving of love. And we don't have to find that we don't have to find that love outside of ourselves. And I think so many of us get caught up in that, thinking that we need to get love from someone else when really we could just focus on ourselves, which honestly can end up attracting people, which is not the point, but it can because you actually love yourself and that's awesome. So no one deserves to be in a negative mental health space all the time. No one deserves to feel guilty or ashamed for eating or any of that. We, no one is going to be remembered for their abs or for their like super fit arms or anything like that when they pass away. No one's thinking about that. So there's no point in focusing on all of that while we're alive. We should just do all the things we enjoy and have fun and just really continue to love ourselves and our bodies because we deserve it. That is so true. I, I love that. That's not what we're going to be remembered for. Like even the celebrities who like that is their life. I promise you at their funeral, no one's going to go up there and be like, she was a size zero for all the years in the industry. Like, no, people are going to be talking about like with Jennifer Aniston, like the impact that she made or, you know, with, with other celebrities, the impact they made or the, the connections that they had with people and, and the lives that they changed, not how they looked. You know, like even watching the documentaries about Selena, you know, she was definitely known for being like a curvaceous, sexy woman, but that's not why everyone loved her. Yeah, it was a part of her image, but that's not why people loved her. And like you said, we don't have to earn love like we deserve it just for being who we are period <laughs> so what are some tips um that you have for self-love and self-care that don't have to do with um you know diet and exercise well one thing that I really suggest doing is find activities that bring you joy even if they don't necessarily cost anything. So I know that when we think of self-care, a lot of us think manicures, pedicures, massages, and things that you have to pay for, which is awesome if that's available to you. But there's so many other ways of taking care of yourself that you can incorporate in your daily life, even if you're really busy. For example, journaling or calling a friend, taking a really like relaxing bath, 
just finding different things that make you really happy and that connect you with yourself and ground you is really, really important. Yeah, that, that's so true. It's kind of like, like just giving yourself like that space in your life where you're like where you're your priority. Like I remember um, I did a program with, with Kathy Heller. I don't know if you you've heard about her. She has a podcast. Um, don't keep your day job. And she talks about doing 15 minutes of freedom, like every day. And like, well, 15 minutes isn't a lot. Like imagine just taking 15 minutes of your day every day to do something for yourself, whether it's like, like you said, journaling or reading or, or taking a bath or doing something like that's those 15 minutes a day can like completely change your mindset and like put you in a, in a different state. And I don't know why people think it's selfish to take time for yourself, but I mean, you can't fill up other people's glass if you're not filling up your own. Yes. I wanted to say that exactly. Like it doesn't make sense. We can't be filling other people's cups when our cup is empty. And I don't know why that's celebrated when people are able to do that until they burn out because it's not healthy for anyone. Yeah. It actually reminds me, I wanted to say this in the beginning when you were telling your story, like we need to stop celebrating these things, like how people were celebrating when you were losing weight, like that was one of my biggest issues. Like I was always losing a bunch of weight and I'd gain it back and I'd lose it. And I would only get those compliments. Like when I lost weight, it was always, Oh, you've lost weight. You look so good. Oh, so Mm -hmm. I only look good when I lost weight or I would work out for four hours a day. And I don't know how that didn't concern anyone, but everyone's like, wow, you're so disciplined. You're so motivated. And it's just like, I, and I'm sure you felt the same, like we only feel worthy and enough when we're pushing ourselves to these extremes. And like, like you said, it it leads to burnout. And I think we need to, you know, watch our, our language towards other people in our life and, and not do it the same, like stop commenting on people's weight, whether they lost weight, gained weight, like stop commenting on people's weight, period. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, I don't know why it's so difficult for people to just keep it to themselves, whether it's weight gain or loss, keep it to yourself because you don't know what caused it. And even if you suspect that you know and you think it's positive, it might not be because you're not in that person's mind. You don't know what they do when they're at home or how they feel inside. Exactly. Even like a couple weeks ago, I got, um, I got really bad food poisoning and, you know, obviously I was throwing up and then I couldn't eat for a couple of days. And I got so many comments from people saying like, Oh, have you lost weight or you lost weight? You look good. And I'm just like, it's kind of triggering for me. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I just spent like the last week throwing up and not eating cause I was sick. And now like, thank goodness I have a healed relationship with food and myself, but like the fact that all those comments and compliments like I wasn't even like happy that they were saying that like now it just upsets me like stop commenting on people's weight (laughs) even if it comes from a good place like I understand but like stop because that's the only time people are going to feel worthy exactly that's bad so um for those who do not follow you where can our listeners find you connect with you 
Well, the best ways to find me is on Instagram at the thick nutritionist. And I also do sell merchandise for anti-diet gear and that's on the thick nutritionist.com. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. I will put that in my show notes for people to find. And yes, I definitely love your merchandise. I've seen the whole anti-diet, all that good stuff. I love it. I think that's so awesome. Keep doing what you're doing and you're just so motivating and inspirational. So thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you again for having me. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. If you enjoy my podcast, please take the time to leave it a five-star review and tell your friends about it. I will see you guys in the next episode and I hope you have an amazing week. Mm